Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dear listener, and welcome to Monday's edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host for this evening, uh, incredibly frazzled, but I am here nonetheless, Gary Cocker, and I am joined by two men who know their way around Hamden far better than I do, um, Graham Phyllis. Hello. And with a, I was going to say a better record, that's a lie, uh, Ewan Taylor. Uh, good evening, Gary. Good evening, good evening. Don't worry, we'll we'll give you some time to get over things. Um, we are obviously here to speak about one of the big set-piece events, uh, which, who knows, maybe one day I'll get to experience again, which is Scottish Cup semi-final day uh, at Hamden. And we are going to kick off with the more interesting, exciting, goal-laden uh, of the two, uh, which was the Diddy teams uh, in a replay of a previous Scottish Cup final, Falkirk and Inverness faced off against each other at Hamden. And it ended up with Billy Dodds somehow being the manager leading out a team at the Scottish Cup final. Um, Graham, how on earth did that happen? Three, like, really, really high-quality finishes, like, more than anything mm-hmm. else. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot in the game. Is it kind of interesting there's a lot to unpack. Whole, Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, just three really well-taken goals. Good penalty from the off. Smashing header from Mackay. And then just a lovely bit of movement. A smashing finish from Billy Mackay for the second, for the, for, sorry, his second for the game's third. What I would say in the midst of that as well is that um, all three of those were made quite a lot easier by Falkirk FC. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Falkirk FC, who we should point out, have Cole Donaldson um, playing at the back, um, which Cole Donaldson at Hamden sure they're not going to be a good mix. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll he made ninety, he got ninety minutes this time. Yeah, which is something. Um, we, we should probably start at the pretty much at the outset because it, it was only a couple of minutes into the game um, that Falkirk gave away a penalty, which is uh, it's one of these penalties that probably. Mm-hmm. If it was Celtic Rangers, it would dominate Clyde Super Scoreboard for days afterwards. But it's yeah, I know it's it probably. I mean, I think it is a penalty, but they are probably the ones that annoy you because the you know obviously it doesn't get given in, in real time. It was at least claimed for. I mean, I think the ones that really annoy me are like the pure VAR ones where no one even anywhere other than the person whose hand it hits. I don't think anybody realizes it's hit their hand. And this one, at least, the, you know, the uh, was it Henderson that crossed the ball that I mean, he, he claimed for it. Um, and the hand was a wee bit out, so it probably is a penalty, even though he is quite it is close to him. And he obviously, it's just I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the solution is uh, to that uh, law problem but I mean it just feels to me that you shouldn't really get a penalty for that it's not really a fair punishment for what isn't even really a you know a, a sort of football crime as it was so yeah it's annoying annoying but um and it, I mean you'd say it sort of you could have ruined the game but more so if it'd been your you know if, if Falker could uh, you know been up against sort of a uh, a Premiership team or whatever, and you would have thought, oh, that's you know, that's the game round before it's even started. But you, you still thought they had a chance, uh, and and they did. They just uh, they just didn't take them. Yeah. I um, I thought I thought it was an absolute inevitability that there was going to be 
a penalty of this sort given in the game. Like just the mm. way, like you've got two teams that don't deal with VAR on a weekly basis, and they kept they kept talk, the number of times I heard, well, the teams have been briefed on on what it's like during the week, and I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a, an absolute stick on inevitability that this is exactly mm. what's going to happen in the game. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like I'm to a degree a bit kind of relieved that it didn't really. I mean. Cassie didn't alter the game, but similarly, mm. Falkirk had their chances, like you say, again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they had a, a pretty massive chance um, at 1 0 as well to um, to bring things back. But just before we get on to that, I think I've got a solution. Let's give indirect free kicks for in the box que- yeah. for questionable handballs. Let's just it's do a, that. Be good it's a lot more fun for kicks. everyone. Yeah, exactly. And, and more indirect yeah. free kicks are great fun. So, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Unless, basically, unless you're like trying to save it with the. Uh, you know, like as a goalkeeper, like a Luis Suarez one. Um, unless it's something like that, then then yeah, I think that would be would be a lot more fun. But um, but you know, the, the, these beaks won't uh, no doubt won't want to do that, but they they, they should. Yeah, all these blazers. Um, yeah. as Craig Anson sitting at home tearing his hair at me, just making <laughs> up um, entirely new um yeah. punishments for um apparent offences. Mm. But yeah, obviously uh, that put uh, Callie in uh, into a. Uh, not really a commanding position, but you've scored. You know you're you're one nil up after a couple of minutes. Heads are bound to go down, but then they present Falkirk with a terrific opportunity. Um, not the worst open goal miss of the uh, weekend. I'll, I'll grant you that. But um, <clears throat> Callum with an N uh, Morrison um, just. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit harsh to say that the, the goal was gaping. It was, but it it wasn't as easy a chance as I you think it, I you think might initially a, think. I mm. think it's a much easier chance if he just takes a touch. Like if he takes a touch, mm. then I think he's got time to take a touch. I think the opportunity is there to take mm. a touch. I think if he does so, then he can put it in any part of the goal. But he snatches at it and he just sees it light up in front of him. Like I'll just hit it, mm. and like I understand. But then similarly, like you've got time. You don't need to do that. It's it's. Yeah, he could. Be, the only thing was he was wide, and if he'd taken a touch, he probably. I don't, I don't know if he had time to take a touch. The the balls he moved would have been hit it right in front of himself, and then beat the you know defender sort of around the outside, and then he would have had a really easy finish. But it's just whether if he was going to take just a touch to sort of set himself, I think the defender would have got in front of him. Possibly, or at least would have you know probably like slid in. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I can see why he took it first time, uh, as you say, because he probably panicked. Thought, oh, but I, I don't know how. If he'd taken a touch, I, I sort of thought he would still be quite wide, but then sort of closer to the goal, so his angle would have been uh, been tighter. So I, don't know, I can, yeah, I can, uh, I can see why he did it, and obviously it was it, it was close, but um, but yeah, I mean Mark Ridgers for that goal, <laughs> for the almost goal. What was he doing? Jesus, Jesus! I mean, he really looked like he'd never played like outfield football in his whole life. <laughs> I mean, that was he, he's also one of the championship keepers that you know. If you said to me, right, put them in a list of keepers who are going to just have a total heads gone moment, he wouldn't mm. be that high up the list. No, he's yeah. He's always felt like a, a deeply, deeply sensible goalkeeper, kind of limited, yeah. but just not in the not limited in the sense of he does stupid things, just a yeah. bit limited as a goalkeeper rather than just doing daft things. It's sort of like Kirk Van Houten um, buying the race car bed, um, just Mark Richards, Kirk Van Houten moment. But yeah. thankfully um, for him and for Cali, um, that did not end up uh, giving Falkirk a, a way back into the game, and. <laughs> it was an inter- it was an interesting sort of spell of the game that up until about uh, essentially up until the, the the second Cali goal, but like mm. the I think it was Joel highlighted and it was uh, as always Joel's much better at um, explaining my thoughts to me, um, <laughs> but it was just like Falkirk in the middle of the park looked absolutely terrific, um, mm. Kucherevi, McGinn, Henderson, all just linking up really really well, um, Morrison and and Mor- a, a bit of a threat, Kennedy, a bit of a threat. Burrow didn't really offer, mm-hmm. offer a huge amount, but that sort of midfield, the midfield three particularly, were just knocking the ball around really well. You could see how well Falkirk are structured as a football team and, and how well they, they can move the ball from getting the ball from the defence and taking it forward. The real issue at that point being that their back four was atrocious and their front three were fairly blunt, but just as a as a structured team, and I, I was really, really impressed by the, the the three in midfield. It was just a bit of a shame that they 
hadn't needed to give the ball to actually do anything with it and then they were then continually yeah. let down by the four dumplings they had at the back as well <laughs> and mm. they were I mean it, it feels a little bit harsh uh, to say that they were let down um, just before half time as well um, as the, the other Mackay, not the relegator, he loves being called that as well, um, ghosted in between um, between the centre halves to, to plant a, a, a lovely lovely header uh, mm. to, yeah. to yeah, end up making yeah. it 2 0. I don't know if, I, if I'm being too harsh to think that that is something that really shouldn't be allowed to happen. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a terrific cross and it's a terrific finish as well, but. It felt to me as if that that he had a lot more space than really should have been the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you could probably say it for both the uh, you know the second and third goal. Yeah, yeah. It's just the both crosses are from a fair distance out, uh, and you would hope as a centre half, seeing you you sort of see it cut, you should be able to see it coming, and you either track the fight the ball better or track your man better. And uh, you know, in either case, they they, they managed that it was. It was the the third Mackay, Brad Mackay, uh, um, that it was at fault. There were a lot of Mackays involved in in all these goals, but Brad Mackay was uh, was pro- I think probably at fault um, for probably both the uh, the second and third goals because he just lets the ball go over his head uh, and into the man behind him. But uh, tremendous cross from uh, Jay Henderson, wasn't it? The cross then, yeah, it's just, uh, just a, a good, a, a really nice early delivery as well. He could see, he just looks. Like, I I have space here. I can mm-hmm. put a ball. Right onto the penalty spot, so let's just do that and see what happens there. I know they've got dumpling centre halves. Have a go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and Daniel Kai sort of coming in off the flank and sort of ghosting in, and, and a lovely header, really sort of satisfying uh, header. Sort of struck me as the he- type of header of a guy that doesn't head the ball very often. So it's really, <laughs> it's like so he's like really concentrated on the technique of doing it, and you know, as he's, I mean, I think maybe given that made him do that ten times, it might not work out that many times of the 10 but that time he just he's obviously really thought about how he's going to edit and it's, it's gone perfectly into the bottom corner so, uh, so yeah that was it was, uh, both I'd say both the second and third goals were just really sort of satisfying goals to watch as a, as a neutral mm-hmm. um, quite aesthetically pleasing It is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yeah and i think that the really satisfying thing about the third one was just the the way that Billy Mackay just absolutely took all of the power out of it, um, mm. and it was just the, the precision. Uh, and you yeah. can almost, I think it would be really satisfying to feel yourself score that goal, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, just feeling that ball sort of absolutely bullet into your foot and you just go. Tw- yeah. The only way I would score that goal was if I was trying to take the ball down and I accidentally miscontrolled it. And it looked like a really deaf finish, but actually I was trying to take it down and take a shot or something. I could see me scoring a goal like that by accident, but uh, I don't think Billy McKay uh, did that by accident at all. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was just a, a, a really deft finish. Again, it's, it's something that um, I have to hold my hands up and, 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 and highlight. I haven't seen a huge or a vast amount of Falkirk this year, but given the, the, the prevalence of early crosses into the box throughout the game, it's obviously something that Dodds are identified in terms of like, get the ball wide, get the ball in the box, or, or alternatively, Inverness is very good at that because you have Billy Mackay, who is now 100 goals for Inverness. Mm. Was that, was that mm-hmm. the, the start that was doing was 100 goals in Scottish football, 100 goals for Inverness, which is... Remarkable, um, or just the case of we have a very good centre forward, so let's just launch them in there, and he'll just deal with the rest of it from that point forward. Yeah, mm. no, it's a. It, I think it is a hundred goals for Cali, yes. and I'm, I can't remember exactly where he is in their all-time scorers list, but he's definitely been like throughout this season, or particularly throughout the last couple of months, he's just been slowly ratcheting 
up. Um, and for yeah. a man that's 34 years old, still be regularly um, sticking them away for Cali's. It was uh, Wynas he was behind, wasn't it? Let's see how many goals yeah. Dennis Wynas has scored. It doesn't have a particularly fulsome Wikipedia page, so that won't tell me because uh, it doesn't give us. Uh, oh, no, one hundred and one. He's got. Oh, so oh. he's got under one. So Billy McKay, he could you know, hat trick in the Scottish Cup final, and he he is past uh, Dennis Wines' record. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure that'll well, be forthcoming. He'll have but, to. Um, if he, I mean, presumably, uh, um, if he's going to do it this season, he has to either do it in the final game of the season against Hill United, or he has to do it in the Scottish Cup final. Because any that he scores in the playoff won't count because those don't exist anywhere. What? The playoff, playoff goals don't exist anywhere. They don't count. They don't count towards. I mean, they do. The... They do, but they don't because they're not. They're not part <laughs> yeah. of the league. They're not. Yeah. It would technically be a Premiership goal because it's the it's Premiership like, playoff. Go, so yeah. they don't really like, playoff goals. It would go, it'd go in the other the other section, surely, on Wikipedia. I would, I would uh, imagine it go in the other section, but they yeah. don't really exist anywhere. In the same way that, like, every time you look at Motherwell's record against Rangers, thumping the play- doesn't count because it's stop not- going on about this game. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not a league. Fi- it's not a league fixture. It's not a cup fixture. In, in, in a yeah, statistic yeah, sense, yeah. it doesn't exist. So you'll have. To- I mean, this is all predicated on the basis that if he was to move on at the end of the season, then he wouldn't get yeah. it. Um, which is a, an elaborate way of looking at this. He may stay. I don't. He may even be under contract for the next season. I don't actually know. But he needs to do it against the air or in the Scottish Cup. So either way. Okay. Well, no we'll pressure. Gets on. Yeah. I can never. Um, uh, every time Billy McKay comes up, I always think of this guy on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> There's Ross Kaidi fan uh, at White Kieran Stag. Don't know if he's a listener or not. Um, Hope so. But, uh, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you search his name, so at White Kieran Stag, and if you ser- search McKay, now he spells it because he, he's been quite clever here, right? He spells it Muck I. So it's M U C K A Y. So he calls him Billy Mackay, I think, because he, he doesn't think he's very good at football. So the, the, it's the uh, the it was basically he did it. did a tweet uh, when he was at, when um, Billy Mackay was at Ross County, saying basically complaining about Mackay uh, or Mackay rather starting because he's he's not interested in the, the club setting up. Um, and then later that that day, uh, Ross County playing Kilmarnock, Billy Mackay scores two goals. Um, and, uh, and the guy responds, so he got a bit of abuse because he obviously responded to like the official club tweet of the, the team line coming out and uh, he just responds to it saying so same as usual he starts scoring when the season's almost finished absolute dickhead of a player so he's absolutely raging this boy has scored two goals in a relegation fight and he's like he's pulling the piss out of all of us why does he not score more goals in the top flight and then then he comes back obviously for the next game must have been on the 11th of March 2021 because he just says silence is golden so he must have started the next game and not scored <laughs> just this guy and if you search McCarty there's several tweets where he just is absolutely raging about uh, Billy McCarty's existence and I can't imagine he'd have been delighted with uh, his performance on, on Saturday given he's a Ross County fan so yeah that guy always just I mean when you do, I mean I think everyone's got to that stage uh, with a player that plays for their own team where even if they do something good, they just annoy you because that means they might like end up staying longer than they should because uh, you've just made up your mind about them. Well, but the, that's an extreme example. Yeah, the simple answer is just saying no, it's not canon. Just writing off <laughs> games like like with the Premiership playoff, no, that just doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that, think... that game took place on a Friday. Didn't happen. It's <laughs> Dundee's whole season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simply not canon. It's amazing. Uh, Dundee are on a, a huge unbeaten run, if you ask me, um, to provide my list of Dundee's fixtures recently. Can we, <clears> also, <throat> can we also just talk very briefly about uh, Danny Devine? And oh, yeah. His, his, uh, I, like, to be fair, right, see if I was 3 nothing up at Hamden <laughs> in a game where, like, we're, we're, we're going to see out the game. Like, this, this, this game is done. Um, Falkirk have changed basically half their team at this point because they can't get anything out of it and uh, if someone was shooting a goal I don't think I would put my face where he put his face <laughs> I don't think I'm that I mean I, I, don't, uh, I don't think I, I am not that brave I, I'm no. quite happy to highlight I am not that brave as Gary Oliver rounds Mark Ridgers <laughs> sort of the ball is blocked by is it Duffy mm-hmm. I think uh, Blocked to ideas. It's blocked by Robbie Diaz. Looks as if it's about to go out. Oliver has another shot. At which point, Divine just sort of lies down and nods yeah. it away. <laughs> it's I really I, I love seeing guys head the ball basically at ground level. Like yeah. 
you're on your feet, mate. Like you're, <laughs> you can just stand in front of him, and that will be fine. But no, I'm going to essentially go into a press up position to try and header the ball. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, Jack Baldwin did it for yeah, uh, yeah. for Ross County last week, but just headed it straight to Lawrence Shankland who scored, and that, that looks far. Like it looks very undignified when it doesn't work um, but uh, yeah it looks it obviously looks heroic on the that's the, I think that's the only time I've seen that happen and it's actually worked like it stopped a goal <laughs> it always seems just like the sort of despairing act of a defender that's made a huge mistake and is about to you know be in a part of a sort of comedy clip but that was the, the one heroic example where it worked so fair play didn't Marcus Fjortov do it once as well you did, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yep. That's where that's where that wonderful WhatsApp sticker came from. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Face planting in the ground. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I think I'm quite happy to say that there's less than half an hour left in the game. At that point I just not nah, fine, he's done yep. me there. You <laughs> you don't you don't know what the clean sheet bonus is though, Graham. It's very true. Mm. Very true. Very fair, very fair, very reasonable. Yeah. But not for me. But yeah, I mean it's I think something else we should probably touch on, and I think it's it's probably been touched on in every Scottish Cup podcast we've done since Inverness Cali were beaten by Queen's Park is that they've got a lot to thank um, whichever uh, club administrator is at Queen's Park who um, didn't quite was, check the full set an, rules. An unnamed volunteer, I think, is the, is the, is the way they look at things. <laughs> Let's call him O'Coyle. Uh, no, that's not. <laughs> no, <obviously. laughs> because um, it, it is phenomenal that Cali have, have got this far and I think there was even uh, jokes on the view from the terrace the show related to the podcast um, mm-hmm. about that it would be um, quite amusing uh, if Inverness Cali went all the way but they've they've put out two premiership sides on the way um, obviously they um, got the, the luck that you probably need uh, in the semi-final draw to um, to get League One Falkirk um, who've been on the pretty main run uh, lately as well but it's um, yeah it's uh, yeah terrific um, terrific place for Billy Doss to be who could also obviously be looking at taking Inverness Cali um, deep into the playoffs as well uh, for the second mm-hmm. year running and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's certainly making my prediction that he could be one of the next five managers to go look really 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 stupid um, but I took a punt that they might lose to Falkirk and uh, completely capitulate in the league mm. and apparently not the first time me. but you know Apparently not the first time the team has lost the game and then got to the Scottish Cup final because I I was asking uh, if that was the case and uh, Craig Anderson assures us and he would know. Then the uh, 1874-75 season Rangers beat Third Lanark one 0 uh, but um, the the game was re- it was uh, the Third Lanark protested and won the replay game two one. Um, now the Ranger the game was replayed because Rangers uh, kicked off in both halves. Uh, but the the replay was allowed to stand, even though they only played for eighty three minutes due to darkness. So, sums the SFA up, in my opinion. Um, the anti Rangers uh, agenda has been going on since eighteen seventy four slash seventy five. Kicking off and kicking kicking off in both halves was a choice. Darkness <laughs> is inevitable. <laughs> well, yes. Well, I wasn't. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that that kind of corruption was uh, endemic, even as Scottish football, even then. <laughs> And you've definitely just set off a whole load of people going back to watch all the footage of the games that they've lost this season to see if someone kicked off in both halves when they shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. I mean, Indeed. that's that's the sort of thing that could happen genuinely in just about half of the games I've ever watched. Yeah. Would never have crossed yeah. my mind. Oh, yeah. 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 Would yeah. not cross my mind at any point. But now we know. And I'll tell you someone else, um, or something else, Inverness Cali Thistle would later find out the... Identity of their opponents uh, in the final as Rangers oh. took on Celtic at Hamden the following day, um, if you could tell through the uh, clouds um, for quite some time after kickoff. And I, I feel like this has been said quite often. Rangers seem to play quite well, but inevitably Celtic ended up winning. Um, and Rangers find new and ever more amusing ways, Ewan, um, to, to lose to Celtic. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny at all, Gary. I was furious. I was absolutely furious. Uh, it was before it as well, because it was, it, like, because it was a, it was a quick free kick, which we have seen, how many times have we seen that? Uh, the season, even against Celtic, where Kent just, like, is sort of not paying attention, being a, uh, Dozy uh, and uh, Celtic take a quick free kick. So then Kent sort of strolling back, which leaves, uh, which is why sort of Raskin's like left one on one with O'Reilly. Now uh, this is where I would would agree with um, 
sort of a long-standing Celtic fan opinion that uh, the standard referee in Scottish football is horrendous and favours Rangers too much because that was a fucking foul. Give it, give it as a foul, referee. He wasn't playing advantage. He just didn't give a blatant foul. There was Celtic should have had a foul right at the edge of the box, and he just didn't give it for some reason, which caused. I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> so much I, I saw Celtic fans saying, "I'm amazed they didn't pull it back for a free kick to Celtic <laughs> back to the box." I was like, Fair enough. "They should have done. It should have been. It should have been VARD. It should have been VARD. Okay, it was VARD like, here for? It would have been great if they had they done it. Would have been great value. Like genuinely, oh, yeah. just oh, sensational oh. value." So you know, that's actually been a fill in the build-up to Celtic, but nonetheless. Uh, but uh, so and then the the, uh, the the was it four or five Rangers players five. just sort of look at each other uh, and look at the ball, and then look at each other, look at the referee, and nobody's doing anything. Referee amongst them, nobody does anything, and uh, you like the one guy doesn't ever stop running. And obviously, it's my dad who thinks, "Well, I'll, I'll go and get it then if nobody else is going to get it." Uh, and then uh, <laughs> the cross comes in, and Tavernier and, and well, Goldson is not really his fault, but Tavernier is is so it's almost like I I don't know how much I blame Tavernier for it because it's almost like if someone you're know, like if everyone else in your defence like just somehow like picked up a frying pan and whacked themselves in the face with it, you'd be shocked as well. And you'd be a bit like, sorry, what? And then in the meantime, someone's ran off, ran around behind you and, and you know, scored a header. That, that's sort of how it felt for me. It was like, Tavernier was like, he was he obviously not to blame for the nobody kicking the ball away. And that is almost like so shocking an incident to sort of witness that all those players do at the same time that I, I sort of give him a bit of a pass. But uh, it was also quite rubbish from him. Um, I, so, see, so, yeah. Stuart, I, I kind of agree with you on that as well. If it was an isolated incident, oh, well, yeah. alter- or alternatively, Rangers hadn't conceded basically every goal against Celtic in the last like two years. Has been at the back to, post <laughs> to some to someone being sleepy at their back post. Mm. Um, yeah, um, yeah, not great. Not no, great. no. If it'd been the other way around and and uh, Borna done it, then I wouldn't be given a free pass. But uh, <laughs> I, I like James Tavernier, so I'm gonna let him away it. But I mean, what? I, I genuinely can't think of seeing a goal like that at any level of football, and uh, much less sort of an old firm game. And uh, yeah, so I think if you're portion blame, I'd say like Raskan probably has to take the most, then Barisic, then Kent for actively running away from the ball, um, and then uh, and then probably Lundstrom sort of also closer to the Maida when it happens, uh, and then and then. And then Tavernier uh, as well. So quite a lot of people to make a sort of catastrophic error, um, which obviously leads to the only goal of the game. Fucking hell. It's only half of your outfield, Ewan. So yes, you know, exactly. there's hope. Yeah, the other half weren't to blame. So that's something. <clears throat> um, no. So can I, can I just be clear? You're giving Raskan the most blame? Yeah, I think, well, because he's the closest to the ball and he doesn't do anything. Like he he could easily just, but he just stops completely and looks at the referee and is like, "Do you not notice I just filled him there?" Um, I think that's I think he's because he's still he's looking at everyone else and sort of remonstrating with them for not going to the ball when it's still closer to him than anybody else. So I think it's probably is Raskan's fault more than anybody else's. And I say that I, you know he's he's the one that I you know, you know he's like he's still in my good books just about as a sort of new player and he's not like tainted with loads and loads of uh, defeats and stuff but I yeah I, I still think it's probably mostly his fault I'm I'm laying more blame to Barisic if you're asking if anyone's asking yeah well yeah. I'm, I'm apportioning the most blame on on a very stupid moment to Barisic who is watching it all happen in front of him Maid is a yard yeah. behind him and he still gets nowhere near him. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, like I, I've, I, I, I don't uh, have any issue with people blaming Borna Barisic and hopefully sort of driving around the country. Um, but you know, if you want to start a hate campaign, Graham, go for it. His dad's quite scary. I warn you about that. Um, but yeah. uh, so I'd like, yeah. like those remarks stricken from the record. <laughs> Application denied. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he said the time stamp to Fowler. Um but uh for that one let's, let's get that deleted. Uh but uh, but no, um I'm normally happy to blame Borna Massage for, for lots of things even things that might not be his fault. But I, I think I, I mean he's he is certainly uh, at least partly to blame, but I think Raskan is 
is probably the most even maybe even Kent as well because it's Kent's fault that he even gets to that position in the first place. Um, but as I say, it's, you can I mean any any one of those players like six players could have made that that mistake <laughs> and been absolutely crucified for it. But it's, it's like there's so many that have done it that you just have to like. Uh, yeah, like some of them are being spared, probably getting absolutely roasted for it because it's just everyone could take their own, make their own um, mind up as to who's most to blame. But before we get on to blaming another player for an absolutely atrocious miss, I, I, I think the other thing for me is that that's bizarre. Is okay, fair enough. If you all think, well, that's going to be a free kick, who's the person that's you know just kicking the ball away? Who's the person that's standing right in front of the ball? Who's the person that's like going around the referee? Nobody's doing that. They all just stand like mannequins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Much like that, that's the yeah. biggest crime for me. It's not so much that, you know, fair enough. You, you think that's going to happen. And okay. They shouldn't have still been switched off 10 seconds later. Uh, as mm-hmm. hot as, um, just got a nice easy, wee, um, dinky header into the net. But yeah, there was just no, gamesmanship there there was nobody that ah, was yeah. sort of it's doing just, this it's, it's, it's just dopey it's completely yeah. just brainless uh, and it's not the first time against you know this opponent so you'd think like just screw the nut and don't like if they will take free kicks quickly that's that's what they do uh, mm-hmm. and it's not you know because they don't really have that much of an aerial threat they just want to go quick it reminds me a bit like of you know like um I think it's Jurgen Klopp said like there's no better there's no you, there's no playmaker in the world that's as good as like a good counter press because you obviously get you, you try and win the ball back in dangerous areas and I think no good play no doesn't matter what playmaker you have he's not going to get you in a ball a, a position as dangerous as as you'll get if you win the ball back up sort of high up the pitch and it feels to me like Celtic's best playmaker is just like trying to do things really quickly and unbalancing a, a, you know, the points defence that way and almost relying on mistakes which uh, playing in Scottish football is a very good tactic because teams will do it. Now Rangers shouldn't um, Rangers of any team in Scotland should be able to not make stupid mistakes like that but it does feel like Celtic are particularly uh, attuned to just trying to exploit mistakes uh, and uh, they're, you know, they're very good at it and they, you know, Celtic do deserve credit for that goal because it's uh, well, I think they obviously take uh, take the free kick quickly. Uh, O'Reilly does quite well running at um, at uh, Raskan wins a foul which isn't given, uh, and then is uh, you know, Maida does brilliantly. Obviously, and it's a great cross, and, and Jota makes a really good run, and, you know, good header as well. So it's like Celtic deserve credit for for exploiting it, but obviously, you know, you would expect your under nine team to be able to defend that better than Rangers did. Like you, were, like you were describing the, the Daniel McKay header in the in the first semi-final as mm. well it's a really satisfying header from from Jota as well it's one of those ones where you can almost hear him shouting oof yeah. as he puts his head through right. it as well just like a really satisfying thudding connection as well it's, it, it's a, like you say it's a very good goal it's a very it's a very smart goal and it's it's an interesting way of sort of looking at it in terms of essentially Celtic essentially adopting what is it the Steve Jobs who, I mean, it didn't work well for him, but um, the move fast and break things ethos um, of just like, yes. just get, so if you keep doing things quickly, eventually someone will just break in front of you and then yep. you're, you're in there as well. <sighs> yes. Right. We've dealt with that one, Ewan. Uh, let's go on to the next thing that had you waking up at 4am screaming uh, into the void. Uh, Fashion Sakala. Um, uh. Because it, it was a game of few chances. It was a game of, you know, moments of... Um, very fine margins, but Fashion Scala had a pretty big margin to stick the ball away, didn't he? Yes, he did, Gary. Yes, he did. Uh, second uh, O'Firm game at Hamden in a row that Fashion Scala has missed an open goal, um, which is fantastic. And both times we've lost by a single goal, both times he's missed an open goal. Um, so that's just marvellous. I mean, Fashion Scala had one of the all time disaster class performances coming off the bench. I mean, people said that Ryan Kent was anonymous in the first half. And I thought that was, you know, that was being very generous because he did notice Ryan Kent, he was just being absolutely terrible. Um, but then <laughs> Fashion Gal came on and he was, certainly was not anonymous. He was, I mean, actively stinking the whole place out. I mean, some of the, I mean, the, you know, <laughs> obviously the open goal, which is just incredible. But again, he did, I mean, he missed it the same way as well. Both times he's missed it front post when he's had, you know, from a similar position, at least I, I like, I mean, I wouldn't give him a pass, but if he's if he'd missed it the other way going across goal, then I at least think, well, you know, he's he's probably tried to do the right thing, but he's just he's trying to put it 
both times like right like in the front post which she didn't need to do um so so yeah uh, it just horrendous um and it, I mean, his, his uh, form's completely deserted I mean he's you know he's an inconsistent player um you know from minute to minute even when he's playing quite well but at the moment he's not been inconsistent he's just been terrible all the time um so I mean there was there was one like comedy cross at one point where he tries to cross with his left foot for some reason and just sclaps it over the bar. There was the shot uh, that went out for a throw-in from the edge of the box, um, which is also, I suppose that is better than going out for a bike kick. It's like playing for territory, um, keeping Celtic sort of, you know, <laughs> pinned in, uh, pinned in. Um, uh, and there was an open goal miss and just generally he wasn't that great in any other moment either. I mean, just absolutely brutal. Um, and yeah, sums up. I mean, I think Rangers, I mean, Rangers in, in the games under Beal, Rangers have like edged the, the chances. Um, I think shot wise, I think Rangers have had, had, had quite a bit more, but in terms of like, um, you know, XG, whatever, Rangers are ahead, not not massively, but like they are ahead of Celtic uh, in over the four games. And that's but, the real quiz. Well, quiz. exactly, is exactly. Now, we should get some kind of trophy uh, if, if football was just, but uh, we will not because. It's like and and considering that like a lot of the chances that Celtic have had have been almost like tappings because of horrendous Rangers mistakes. Like if you take that out of it, winning 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 games by scoring more goals is just archaic nonsense. Um, <laughs> exactly, like, it is. It, is. it shouldn't. Should be the, uh, you know, games in a in a, in a well, modern way. Exactly, exactly. And but again, the the beaks of the SFA just won't won't do that. So sadly, we're stuck in the dark ages trying to score more goals than our opponents, which we were terrible at. Um, it's, I think, I mean, I think tactically, I think, I, I think now you can say. I mean, it's been a bit to be about, it, and there's like game state comes into it because Celtic have almost always had gone ahead in these games, and uh, or they have gone ahead in all all the games. Um, and so that there will be an element of sort of because Celtic do sort of now I think more so than than they used to I think they actually do sit on a lead, um, you know at least in games which you're they're up against sort of a a bit more of an, a, like a, a level opponent, um, but the I, I think now Celtic not playing well in all those from games probably is to do with Rangers doing something which disrupts them a wee bit. Like I, I think Celtic are now there's there's probably too many times now where Celtic haven't played well in an old firm game to, for it to say you know it's just like well they don't need to play well to win so they're they're not I think they actually just aren't playing that well I think privately probably Postecoglou's not that happy with how they're performing in the games obviously I mean he won't he won't care massively if, as long as they keep winning but uh, I, I, he's I, crying I think, into his trophies as well <laughs> yeah, no but if I think the type of type of guy Postecoglou is I don't think he'll be satisfied with how they're performing. They keep on winning, so yeah. It, I, but norm, normally, one is one is followed by the other, and that if you start to not play well in these games, then the tide turns. Now, uh, Rangers will need to sign some non-idiots, uh, probably about <laughs> nine of them, um, <laughs> to stop making catastrophic mistakes. But if you get nine sort of less stupid players than we've got at the moment and get them to play in the same sort of system, then hopefully, you, you'd hope that the, uh, the, the the Rangers might be able to get something. So that's. I mean, I think this team's of the Rangers team's completely done, but um, yeah, that's that's what I would. That that's the only sort of slightly optimistic point. I think you could take as a from a Rangers perspective. Crossed my mind watching it, and I do agree with you to an extent. And Celtic haven't been scintillating against Rangers. That said, it does. I sounds daft, but I do kind of wonder whether whether Postecoglou is essentially teeing himself up to be a more compact team in the games they're going to need to next year. Like obviously yeah, they're going to the go European back to games. Europe. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to European games. They, he is presumably acknowledged he's not going to go down the bridge and Rogers route of like, no, we'll just play our game and then we'll get better. Which is the fucking maddest logic in the world. Like you won't just get better by getting lashed all the time. You need to actually win some fucking games. And I do wonder whether it's that's essentially what we're at at this point, where he's mm. They are so far ahead domestically. Like, can we just set up our team to be compact, to be defensive, to be a good defensive team to play against? So that, and I, I thought defensively they were absolutely terrific. Um, even yeah. like, uh, losing Johnston at the start of the second half was undoubtedly a big blow. Um, he's a guy who's been here for six months and looks as if he's been here for 
forever. Mm. Um, I understand why 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 his face winds people up broadly, um, in much the same way as I understand why Todd Cantwell's face winds people up particularly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a very good player. Um, I think he's the yeah. kind of he's also taken a lot of the load off Greg Taylor. I kind of feel since he's coming mm-hmm. as well, and that he has that. They felt. I was, I was almost said one-dimensional down the left, and that was stupid because, of course, they're not. But it, it felt like a mm. lot of the play came via Taylor down that left-hand side. And it's it, it's f- taking less of a reliance from Taylor and adding it to Johnson just because he has that sheer athleticism and mm-hmm. attacking input that somebody like Ralston maybe doesn't really have and something they, they're kind of missing after Juranovic departed as well. Mm-hmm. So he's been a, a great fit in there. But the, the, the back four as a whole, I thought they were... Well, Terrific from Celtic on on Saturday as well. On sorry on Sunday, and it was a, an impressive performance from them. Yeah, Carter Vickers especially was was brilliant. For Just a, for a, for a man whose legs are literally about to fall off. Yeah, well, Celtic's whole right side of the defence is now crocked, so the, this this title race is not done. They've got to go to Tynecastle and get something. So it, we'll see how they it go. ain't over till it's over. You and just keep telling exactly. yourself that. Exactly. Um, I mean, you are slightly more optimistic than Barry Ferguson because he said ten new players and you said nine. So I'm I'm not sure who it is that you're. <laughs> I thought uh, I think Tavin, Tavin Golson are okay. Is uh, is everybody else? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Because well, if they I, make like a dopey mistake, then it's at least it just be those two, and then you know it won't be the six others. So uh, uh, no, I I think I think they, they would do for me, but the uh, the rest of the team they sorted. I mean, there were some statistics that Tom English um, pulled out that um, I think pretty gleefully, um, which absolutely stunned me, which was that uh, Carl Starfelt has scored as many goals against Celtic as Morelos or Kent have since Postacoglu arrived. And yep. Philip Hollander has the same number of old firm goals in the last two seasons as any Rangers midfielder or striker. I would yes. also like to add in one that I quite enjoyed, which was that Alistair Johnson is on his way to having more trophies in six months at Celtic than James Tavernier has in six years as a captain of Rangers. <sighs> See, I didn't enjoy that one. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, he's not going to get a Scottish Cup final medal because he's broken his leg or whatever. He's injured. So no, he's not. <laughs> so that's, that is wrong. Uh, so uh, no, that, that won't be happening. Uh, you know, if he's as serious injured as he, as he looked like, I would say that I hope that's the case. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- there is that. He's not been top scorer in European competition yet, so he's uh, he, he doesn't have doesn't have that trophy in his uh, cabinet, and he, and he won't. Um, so yes, it's uh, that, that's that's annoying. Um, but uh, but yeah, in, a, it's, it's, in a more in a, in a more genuine question, you as you are here. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we stand on, or where do you stand particularly on Beal? Um, do you think hmm. he's worth the backing? Do you think he is going to turn, is he going to turn this no. skiff around? Yeah, What's- well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, like, you can't be too reactive after a result, like. Yes, you can. Like, yeah, you can. That's you can, the whole point be, of these Yeah, games. that's, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, we, we were getting scudded from, by Celtic before Beal came in, uh, now, I, as I say, I think other than the the League Cup final, which I think he, he did sort of make a mistake in, in that one in, in terms of the way he, he set us up, I, I, I think uh, in the in all the other old firm games, it's not been his fault. It has been like just dumbfounding errors in, in all of them. Um, so it, I, I don't know how much blame you can really put on him. I mean, he has the players he has. And he's been as clear as he can without saying these guys are all absolutely hopeless. That that's what he thinks. <laughs> so I I can't like he's not done anything weird. Really, he's not done anything that you would think. Well, I, I don't understand that at all. Like pretty much everything he's done has has worked beyond the fact, obviously, the players he's picked have made tremendous errors. But it's not like the ones that he's leaving out wouldn't have you know just made a, a you know an equally ridiculous but different type of mistake probably. So. Yeah, I, I don't think you can really... I mean, he's obviously used up his honeymoon period uh, if he had one now. Um, that's always a risk if you take a job mid-season with a team that's not yours and you know, people would make their mind up based on the, obviously, you know, on what they're seeing. So, you know, and, and nobody's really interested that he's actually... Well, you know, actually, he probably has made more chance, you know, had the better of the games in, in open play. Nobody's interested in that. So, so yeah, he's obviously has... Uh, shortened his, uh, you know, his 
his credit or his credit is it's pretty low amongst Rangers fans now. Uh, so you'll need to start next season strongly. There has to be a lot of change. I mean, there's no, you know, he's not going to not be the manager at the start of next season. He's going to be the manager. Um, so and he's going to get. I mean, he's he's the the guy now that seems to be in charge of of uh, recruitment. So he's probably the most sort of powerful Rangers manager there's been in uh, in terms of you know his influence within the club that there has been for for quite a while um you know since the uh, director football model sort of implemented you know maybe probably since uh, well since we gave the the, the raids to Pedro Cachina and got him to sign loads of players <laughs> that summer uh, to to great success so we might be in for like a sort of uh, a, a lower league uh, english version of the time where we signed loads of mexican alcoholics um and and tourists so we'll see how that goes uh but uh, but yeah that's I, I I don't think we've got a choice, but I mean, Beal is a he, he is a really good coach, and I think he is quite good tactically. Does he have everything else? Do you need to be uh, a Rangers manager? Obviously, remains to be seen. Um, and I mean, I think what he could really do with is is Postecoglou leaving uh, as a Rangers as a club could do with that happening. Because um, you know, Rangers aren't going to win anything. Uh, anything you know, not going to win the league. They could win a cup, whatever, but they're they're not going to win. Uh, a league title, I don't think, while Postacol goes there. So, because there just has to be such a regression uh, for that to happen, and which I can't see happening when Postacol goes to manager. So, he probably needs to go, and then you know, and then you hope that obviously there's a bit of flux or whatever, and there's a, a regression from Celtic, but I can't see that happening. Uh, well, Neil Lennon 3.0. Exactly, yeah. If that happens, then it's game on. Um, but uh, until it does, John Kennedy maybe. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be. I, I don't. I can't see Rangers catching up, given the fact you know Celtic will be able to outspend Celtic Rangers this summer as well, um, as they have done since Postecoglou has been manager. So they're they're not going to be. You know, it's very hard to to bridge that gap unless Celtic uh, come the other way, and I can't see how they would really. Uh, well, Postecoglou is a manager, so it has to be something sort of external, I think, which which comes in and, and saves our bacon. And that also explains why you're so uh, delighted whenever any uh, Barclays manager yes. gets the boot <laughs> they are, as well. well they, they, they do seem to be changing. Talking up Andrew around like, the water cooler. <laughs> they do seem to, like, all the clubs down there change the manager like twice a season. So surely at some point, one of them gives the draw to Postcoglu. So uh, we uh, wait and hope um, for that to happen as soon as possible. But, uh, but until then, um, it's, it's not going to be fun. So uh, what's been set up is a, a blockbuster uh, evening. Billy Dodds versus Ange Postacoglu. Um, and if uh, Cali yes. Sissel managed to A, make it into the playoffs and B, make it to the playoff final, uh, it will also uh, swap around the playoff final dates uh, a little bit as well, which was uh, at the time I thought, well, oh, that's quite a... Um, I suppose you have to prepare for every eventuality, but that, that seems like a fairly remote uh, chance of things happening. But it could well happen. Um, mm. And um, I've, I've been reliably informed that Billy Dodds himself led the players in a chant of "You're a wee fat bastard, Billy Dodds" on the team bus as he left Hamden, because um, I think he was just absolutely giddy about it. Um, what what chance do either of you give um, Billy Dodds and Cali Thistle of doing anything against Celtic? It's it seems like a. Uh, I mean, I'll go to you in first because you're bound to. Uh, living in hope rather than expectation, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely zero. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would take sort of a dream team type accident to happen to Celtic. Uh, you know, like the Mister Burns before you know the baseball team type thing. Like you know, if, if something like that happens uh, and they have to play like Stephen Welsh in the, you know, also I told you to shave those sideburns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if something like that happens, then. Maybe, but uh, barring that, I no. It's actually, I think Celtic could hit double figures if they want to. Totally I think I think it could be a double and he's running with the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If something like that happens, you know, then 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 you never know. But uh, <laughs> I yeah, I, I think it could be. I know, like whatever the biggest margin of victory is. Again, we we will ask Greg Anderson. But whatever the biggest margin of victory in a Scottish Cup final is, I think we could be seeing. More than that, they'll yeah. win. I, I think Celtic will win three nothing. Yeah, they'll, they'll score three goals and then see. They should get it taken off them if they only win three nothing. I think Celtic again. The SFA beaks should be looking at putting like a maybe six goal handicap. Make it interesting. Six goal handicap it, on Celtic. Uh, 
Otherwise... Every time Celtic score, they've got to take a player off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... yeah, that, that could also work, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's a it's a curious um curious will run into a final because it is so heavily one sided. And I imagine there will be any amount of chat around Celtic being defeated by Cali and the couple of weird anomalies that they have, like mm-hmm. Neil Lennon kicking water bottles in the Highlands, which actually may have been a draw. Ah, that, that was actually. a good one. Neil Lennon yeah. volleying water bottles. Um obviously emptying John Barnes and the other sort of all the obvious all there's a couple of other audience in there as well. But it would you're looking at a, a titanic effort from Inverness, which I will be holding, crossing my fingers for firmly. No, oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not happening, sadly. Well, who knows what will happen? Uh, that's the magic of the cup, apparently. So I'm told. <laughs> I've never experienced it myself. Anyway, thanks very much, uh, Ewan and Graham, for coming along uh, to take us through the Scottish Cup semi finals. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the Patreon, you can join Ewan and Graham talking uh, very topically about the worst goals um, they've ever seen their uh, teams concede. Um, you're yeah, imagine it's maybe a slightly shorter list. Graham, probably a little bit longer. Not nearly as long as mine would have been. That would have been an hour-long Patreon. By <laughs> Gary, me Gary I, I don't mean to disappoint you. This is, I realise this is breaking the fourth wall and telling everyone that was already recorded this. But I did cover two Dundee goals, so you're, you're very yeah. welcome. You missed Excellent. Out. Which ones? I, I reckon you could pick them out. You see, you would think so, um, but there's there's a hell of a lot of them. Um, I mean, oh, one, no, 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 Dundee no, goes against Motherwell. Oh, right, okay. Um, Zach Jules. Yep. Yes. And <laughs> uh, was it Marcus Haber? Uh, uh, not Haber, it was Mark O'Brien, uh, his own goal at Dens in the snow. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, glory days. Glory days for Dundee. Um, I mean, I would have been able to pick out one from the season, which was... Um, Ryan Sweeney forgetting um, that you're not really supposed to give the ball to the opposition uh, when the keeper's <laughs> off his line um, in the opening day of the season, ruining my birthday in the process. Um, but, you know, he's made up for it since, sort of. <laughs> anyway, um, enough about that. Uh, head over to the Patreon if you want to hear some more of that. Uh, if you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, but do continue to tune in um, to our regular shows on Thursday. Telford and Sean will be back to cover the lower leagues ahead of the crunch time and ahead of Dundee lifting the trophy at Oak Oakview. So until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.